0: Hello, Um, I've come out today to take a walk across the Cliff Pools RSPB reserve, Um, it's a nice autumnal day, a bit breezy, a bit sunny, possible rain showers later, oh I've just remembered I've forgotten my waterproof, oh well hopefully not too many rain showers, I just felt like having a walk along the Thames. I just woke up and felt I needed to be somewhere where I could have kind of big views and a fairly barren landscape for some reason. It didn't appeal to me to go to the woods or anything today. I just fancied those kind of wide views that you can get out here on the North Kent marshes. Um, So I'm hopefully planning to go on one of the few areas of the marshes that I haven't actually ever walked along um, towards um, from the Cliff Paws car park at Salt Lane and then I'm going to be walking uh, across the reserve and down to the Thames and then potentially along to Lower Hope Point. It's a bit shocking that I've never been there because um, I worked on this reserve for years. It's an old uh, former chalk quarry um, that uh, the cliff cement works, I believe, used to be based here, and the uh, gravel pits that we're going to walk past um, were actually dug out originally by hand by local villagers, and I think they got paid something like six pence a day, I seem to remember, for digging these clay pits out by hand. on the central track now between two of the pools the pools um, actually have got lots of different names Um there's alpha pool flamingo pool um, oh I can't remember some of the others and I think at one point when I worked on the reserve we went round and asked local people um, what the pools were called and there were so many different names I seem to remember at the time that um, that we had to kind of just pick a few that seemed to be the most popular. Um, so, oh, I'm coming up to a bit now. It really is quite a derelict looking landscape here, I've got to say. You've got these big, sort of shallow pools. They're actually filled in with um, dredgings from the Thames. Um, and so they're actually saline lagoons, they're salty water. Um, and the dredgings keep them very shallow, which is what makes them really important habitat. I think there's something like 2% or something of the country's saline lagoons are cliff poles. Um, So it is a really important habitat for birds. Just looking across to the islands, um, lots and lots of redshank roosting up on the islands, um, lapwings and some egrets out there. It's a little grebe just got under the water just as we're walking along here there's a real sense of autumn um, there's lovely rosy rose hips and oh some blackberries what are these tasting like Bad. Not bad, they're nice and high up because it is a bit of a mecca for dog walkers here. Hmm, tasty. Just going over the blackberries now because there's bunches and bunches of them. It's so sad that they're not picked. I think I'll, um, if I come back this way, I'm going to take a fill up my sandwich box with um, blackberries and then. The, There's all the ivy flowers out. I've just seen a red admiral. Yeah, there's all the old man's beard. That's like a really, um, a real sign of autumn. It's got kind of tufty, white uh, kind of seed heads, um, loads and loads of them. And they really shimmer in this kind of low light that you get this time of year. They're actually toxic and um peasants used to french peasants actually i seem to remember used to rub them on their skin so that they could come up in all these blisters and boils and um and hopefully it would get them a sympathy vote and they'd get more money when they were begging Um, i don't know why this just applied to french peasants but that i seem to remember was the fact that i read i used to run lots of guided walks so i've got all these uh rather random facts in my head and I don't always remember them absolutely accurately I'm afraid but I do seem to remember French peasants rubbing old beard on their skin to give them toxic boils. So one not to try at home. Just seen a peregrine go over. Obviously hunting for some of these um Migrant birds. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh my god. It's just gone down. Just gone down. Don't know if it's caught anything. No, came up again. Beautiful. It's really, at the moment, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's against a beautiful skyscrape. Lots and lots of cumulus clouds rolling in. Hopefully not going to rain too soon as I don't want to get drenched. Um, But it looks absolutely beautiful. All those clouds. Silvered with light up the top, and against that sky, this peregrine is hunting um, all around me. I can hear lots of migrant birds. Oh, they're <laughs> they're long-tailed tits. Little flock of long-tailed tits, just making its way between the bushes. I'm now up on Cliff Creek, um, and there's Curlew in the background. Lots and lots of little migrants um, are coming in now, uh, coming actually along the Thames, a lot of these migrants will be. So the Thames um, is actually one of the major migration routes um, in the country. Oh, that's a beautiful egret that's just gone up against that sky. Yeah, the Thames is one of the major migration routes. It's actually something called the East Atlantic Flyway. I always liked the sound of that. It sounded like, it sounded like an airline route um, for luxury uh, travel for birds, um, which (laughs) I don't know if it's luxury travel, but it is. It's the route that the birds take uh, when they're coming down from Scandinavian countries and the Arctic. Um, And then they travel down the East Atlantic Flyway and they stop off in places like um, the Thames estuary to refuel, especially a lot of our wading birds Knot and Dunlin and um, Godwitz Lots and lots actually 300,000 birds come down the East Atlantic Flyway um, and They're traveling sometimes they're stopping off in Britain and sometimes they're travelling beyond Britain um, further across the into the Sahara and down to Africa and um, so it's a major migration route for birds and that's one of the reasons that it was really a bad idea to even think about putting an airport here which has been proposed twice now once Boris Island by Boris Johnson and then back in uh, 2003 there was the Cliff Airport proposed which was going to be I think built right on this landscape that I'm walking across now and thank God was defeated um, by the RSPB and local people who campaigned against it um, because it would have been absolutely disastrous both for uh, airline passengers and for wildlife. So we're gonna walk along a bit further along Cliff Creek now. I can just see the Thames in the distance and the delights of Essex on the far shore. And now we're walking along a really well made up track um, that's the thing about post-industrial sites they do tend to have good tracks in many ways this is a very well, it's not a strange place for the RSPB to to own because it was always known as being a real magnet for wildlife but when they took this site on they really frankly in my Essex parlance took on a bit of a ringer because it was a real mess uh, it was a renowned place for fly tipping um, when I first came here I remember coming here on pretty much the first day of my job with the RSPB with the warden, and there were something like 79 burnt out cars littering the pools and then overnight the price of scrap metal has gone up and someone thought it worth their while to break into the reserve and pull all of those 79 cars out. Um, I think there's still a couple still like completely submerged now by the water. Um, But if only they would known, we would have happily opened the gate and let them come in and take the 79 cars because we certainly didn't want them. They weren't no good for the birds, they were leaching all sorts of toxic chemicals into the pools. Uh, I'm coming inland now, getting between lots of brambles. There's kestrels. Oh, a kestrel and a magpie having a standoff on the seawall. Fairly benign standoff, really. Kestrel's gliding into the wind. Hell, the magpie's given up, he's taking off somewhere else now. Just as I'm walking along this track now, just the the really very brightly coloured um, transport is just coming into view on the opposite shore. There's more and more cranes there all the time. They're building that up as like a super port. Um, I can see a very bright pink um, container ship, more there and a blue container ship, um, and it's stacked really high with multicoloured uh, shipping containers, but this is what this landscape is all about really, you've got this kind of, you know, I can see this big sort of almost savannah of pale golden grass. Um, heading away in front of me and we're going to go across that in a minute and walk down by the side of the thames but the backdrop of this is this really major industry oh the kestrel and the magpie are now having a real huh, i think to be honest i think that's a game that i think they're both quite enjoying that so the kestrel is like hovering into this breeze and the magpie keeps going up above it pestering it it has to be said and then the kestrel drops down and turns over and and holds its claws up at the magpie and now it's soared right down over the seawall and the magpie has gone off and up again. I think it will be back. I don't think that's, it's probably pestering the kestrel a fair bit because it is trying to hunt, um, which must be quite hard, I'd imagine, to hear any rustling in the grass on this quite breezy day. But now the kestrel's gone off and the wind hover which is its one of its politer um, alternate names oh it's gone down it's dived now i'm going to hold back a little bit so i don't cause it any distress if it's caught something it's a crow co- oh no it hasn't caught anything it's gone off again and now it's being busted by the crow who would be a bird of prey hey who would be a bird of prey